Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Thursday to you, Golden Eagle fans. Listen across the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, and beautiful downtown Laurel. The day after Christmas, and we got a, a, a full show for you um, today. Patrick McGee will be on a little later. We'll talk some uh, big. Southern Miss stories from the past year and talk about the bowl game coming up against Tulane. Also, we'll have an exciting fundraiser, a real good uh, opportunity to raise some funds for good cause here in the Pine Belt area. That'll happen a little later in the show. Kelly Sander, how was your Christmas? It was good. It was, uh, to me, Luke, you know, it's, um, it's just about being able to just relax. You know, no, no stress, no uh, pressure of all the things that usually go along with Christmas. That's exactly what happened. Um, I, I, you know, I don't ever have to watch the Christmas story again now for. <laughs> oh, here we go <laughs> for another year. But it was uh, very simple, uh, and I and I kind of like it. You know, you always wonder when you've got kids around and things like that if you when you're not in that situation if it's if you're going to be able to handle it. And I actually loved it. It was very quiet, peaceful. Um, very little going on. Liked it. That was that was ours up in Jones County. Uh, just a real relaxing day. And I will tell you, my dad uh, already got the tree down in honor of you. So all that got taken um, care of. But uh, the first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Dickie's Barbecue, located in a community near you. Lots of football coming up. Uh, Golden Eagles going to play on January the 4th. Let Dickie's cater your uh, watching event, and you can always go by in store with them. And remember, when you eat in store, that ice cream is free. Dickie's Barbecue, made here, loved everywhere. Well, it was a mixed emotions for uh, Southern Miss fans yesterday for Golden Eagle Nation, as one of uh, the really the greatest Golden Eagles uh, passed away yesterday. Hamp Cook uh, passed away yesterday morning at the uh, the age of 86, and to reflect on his. Uh, life and, and impact. Mississippi Today's Rick Cleveland joins us now. Rick, what can you not say about uh, Hamp Cook? I mean, a player, a coach, a Hall of Famer, a scout for the NFL. Um, but as you wrote in your column uh, wonderfully uh, yesterday, just a wonderful human being all around. Well, what I cannot say about him is a bad thing. <laughs> I think, I mean, Hamp was, as, uh, as I said in the piece, he's just good a guy as I've ever known. And uh, you know, I knew him all my—I've known him all my life. Uh, he and my dad were close friends, and and part of what I call that greatest generation of uh, Southern Miss folks that uh, from back in the fifties and sixties, uh, uh, Hamp was Hamp was an All-American player, uh, and one of those guys who never never ever tooted his own horn uh you'd have to find out how good he was from somebody else 
He was a part of those two games in 1953 and 1954 where the Golden Eagles beat uh, Alabama. He, of course, led his, his stamp on the field. But I didn't know this, and, and Ricky brought it up in your piece. He was really the, the key centerpiece to getting some of the uh, the bigger names, some of the, uh, the names etched in Golden Eagle lore as a recruiter to play on the football team. Well, he, you know, he, he recruited Ray Guy from Thompson, Georgia. Uh, he recruited the first African-American player to Southern Miss, uh, Willie Heidelberg, all 143 pounds of him. Uh, uh, he, re- you know, he recruited any number of players. He, he recruited, uh, Doyle Lawrence and Eugene Bird out of Georgia as well. Uh, Eugene went on to have a terrific NFL career. Uh, uh, he, he recruited the man that's going to do his eulogy tomorrow, David Justly from Hattiesburg High. And, uh, uh, you know, old time Hattiesburg people will remember what a big deal that was because David was, uh, he was a great high school player and a big time prospect that everybody wanted and, uh, and Southern got him. Uh, he had a knee injury that subsequently to, you know, after he got to USM that kept him from being as, as, as good as, as he could have been had, uh, had that not happened. You know, he was a terrific player, but so many and he was such a, such a major part of, uh, what made USM special, and uh, particularly in those days. And, and one, one of the things that was unique about Hamp Cook, Rick Cleveland, is that even after he was, you know, gone as a player and a coach, he was still very active, you know, in Southern Miss, always interested in what was going on. And, in fact, people who would walk the press boxes as late as two years ago would see Hamp, you know, walking around the press box, shaking hands with everybody. And so that's a true sign to me of what it means to be a Golden Eagle is to be one when you don't have to be one. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, he was a uh, Hamp was uh, integral in the. Uh, I think he may have served as the president for a long time of the of the M Club alumni, and uh, yeah, I was in that press box uh, many a time when uh, after Hamp had retired, even as a pro football scout, but he would he, he had his place in that process in that press box and when the scouts would come in uh, didn't seem to matter what team or what area of the country that they lived in man they treated Hamp like a king it was like they were seeing an old an old friend and he had that he had that magnetic personality that made him such a not only a terrific coach but a terrific recruiter and and uh, and then a scout he was, uh, during the days when the Saints weren't very good, uh, he did his job the right way. And when Jim Finks came in and, and cleaned up that franchise and pretty much cleaned house, the, the one guy he kept from that staff was uh, Hamp because he was, he was good at what he did. And, and not to be not to be maudlin, but with the passing of Sam Hall last week, and now Hamp Cook, and now uh, Hattiesburg people are getting word this morning that longtime Southern Miss accounting professor and baseball fan extraordinaire Hayward Anderson has passed away at 91. But it, it kind of, it, again, not to be maudlin, but but 
Rick and, and your dad with the lineage that he had at Southern Miss, it does kind of put into to perspective your own mortality. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Hamp, I, I, as I said earlier, I, I call it that greatest generation uh, of, of, it was Mississippi Southern College back then, but you had, uh, you had Ty Van was the, was the football coach and, and, and later P.W. Underwood, too, who played for Pi. You had Reed Green was the athletic director. Uh, Pete Taylor was the baseball coach. Uh, you know, all those people. Ace, Ace my daddy was the sports information director. And, uh, and all of them are in the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. That's how big a mark they, they made. Uh, it was a special time. Uh, my brother and I, Bobby, grew up right there in the middle of all of it, uh, and all those people were like our our uncles. You know, they were. Uh, it was a it was a family. It, you know, you hear all the time uh, at schools and and with professional teams where they talk about being a family. Well, back then in Hattiesburg, that that really was a, a, a close close knit family that got a lot done with uh, little resources. Uh, you know, those two victories over Alabama in 53 and 54, they also beat a really good Georgia team in 53. They beat a really good Florida State team during that period. Uh, they went to two bowl games. Uh, and Hamp would never have told you this, but when they beat Alabama in the return match in 54, I think the score was seven to two. Alabama was driving at the end of the game, and uh, uh, Hamp sacked Bart Starr, the wow. Bart Starr, on the last play of the game to, to to you know preserve the victory for for Southern. And you know, I'd, I'd heard about those games all my life. I was too young. I was a baby. I was born in '52, so I was just a baby back then. But my dad had told me about them, and I'd heard about them all my life. And I'd known Hamp all my life, but I didn't find out about him sacking Bart Starr until like 50 years after it happened. <laughs> and I remember asking Hamp. I said, "Man, how come you never told me that? That's a big deal. I mean, you sacked Bart." freaking stalk and uh and ham looked at me funny and he said you know it was a pretty big deal at the time but it'd have been a lot bigger deal to me if i'd have known bart star was going to become bart star <laughs> <laughs> oh it's good that's, that's so just, good well rick we're yeah that's so ham too that's just ham it really is, and it's a it's a, a unbelievable loss, uh, not just for Golden Eagles, but for for anybody in the state of Mississippi and that knew him. And uh, man, our, our prayers are with his family, and as you guys celebrate his life tomorrow, Rick, thanks for coming on today. Happy New Year to you and your family. Yeah, same, same to y'all. Take care. Bye bye. That's Rick Cleveland, uh, the legendary Rick Cleveland himself. Reflecting on uh, Hemp Cook's life, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Mr. Cook later in the program. Patrick McGee up next from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. Stick with us on the Eagle Hour. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
Greatly appreciate Rick Cleveland coming on to honor the life of Hamp Cook. Passed away yesterday morning at the age of 86. Uh, a coach for Southern Miss, an All-American player for Southern Miss, a scout with the New Orleans Saints. Kelly Sander, if there's uh, you know a few things you want to check off the list, Hamp sure checked a lot of them, didn't he? Yeah, he 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 meant a lot to. He had that unique ability too to be able to relate to much younger people, which I think a lot of coaches kind of have that ability. So even though you know people talk about kids these days, well, he had an ability regardless of how old they or how young they were to be able to uh, relate to them, and um, and and I, I like the fact that like say he didn't have to, he could have ridden off into the sunset. But he didn't. He was always very active and cared very much about Southern Miss, even when he really didn't have to. So that's the true sign of a person's character. Always a a great mark, and he was a great Golden Eagle. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street across from the University of Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg. You can also find them online, campusbookmark.net. Always uh, the best place and your first place you should go for any uh, Golden Eagle merchandise. Well, it's uh, it's Thursday. It's the day after Christmas. Let's go down to the Mississippi Gulf Coast and talk to our buddy Patrick McGee of the Bluxy Sun Herald. Patrick, did Santa Claus come and see you yesterday? Yeah, he had to come to about three different locations because I I was on the road all yesterday and I just hauled in the Gulf Fort this morning from Thibodeau, Louisiana. So it was a good one. You got to see a lot of people, so it was a good Christmas. That's good, man. Well, this is, uh, I guess this is your last appearance of 2019. So before we get into some bowl stuff, let's just, let's talk a little recap this year. And, and I text you this and I'll just say this, uh, joking aside, but, but seriously too. Other than the Art Bryles, uh, whatever situation story we shall call it that happened, uh, early in the spring, what are your top two or three biggest news stories, uh, in, with Southern Miss, uh, this past year? Well, in terms of achievements, I think the baseball team uh, being able to kind of rally, put together, win the conference tournament, get into the postseason, play well in Baton Rouge was a a good moment uh, on the field. And I I think people kind of forget how well the basketball team uh, played there kind of in latter stages of the the season and and really was probably one win away from getting the NIT. So, you know, throughout this year, I think think the football team has – maybe slightly hit the mark on what fans kind of wanted out of this group, what they expected. Uh, but you have to look back on Matt Walner being drafted really high, I mean, just right outside the first round of the MLB draft. Uh, uh, and he played well, uh, uh, I guess it was rookie ball or whatever. Uh, I think it was Class A that he made it up to for the seasons they're with. Uh, but Matt Walner getting drafted that high was really an achievement for the uh, baseball program. It's something you can really kind of point to kind of going forward. Uh, in terms of recruiting. Then also you had to hire a new athletic director uh, in, in Jeremy McLean, a new uh, basketball coach in, uh, uh, in Jay Ladner. So it, it was pretty newsy back in the spring uh, ever since then in terms of just you know uh, crazy stories going around or just really big topics uh, going into the summer football season. It seemed like it was not as much controversy or not as much to report about. You you talk about that, and I think what you said, all the the first three that you named in my mind um, were were those were the top three in my mind. But the one that kind of just you you brought it up and uh, the Jeremy McLean hire, I've kind of felt um, in the you know this first uh, six to to eight months that he's been leading the ship. 
I just I feel like we're in good leadership hands, and I think Southern Miss fans maybe don't realize uh, you know the, the the leadership that he does bring to the university. Seems like he should have uh, probably gone to a, a Power Five school after after Troy with what he did over there. But I, I think that's the sleeper story of the year for me. Yeah, and I think Jeremy really kind of steadied the ship. I mean, there was some kind of you know. There were some people that were kind of voicing their displeasure with the direct direction of the athletic department, some other areas, and just and it really comes down to it's not so much the direction of the athletic department. They're, they were just maybe frustrated by losing some coaches and just not quite you know getting up to the the level of competition these fans expected Southern Miss. But whenever Jeremy McLean came in, uh, it, he really uh, was able to kind of take charge and and peep, and he already had a, has a lot of credibility with the fan base. Uh, they're going to give him a lot, whatever time he wants to get it done. Uh, not too long, but you know, I mean, he's got he's got a lot of credibility with the fan base, and they want Jeremy to stay on for a long time as AD. And uh, so far, so good uh, with Jeremy McLean as AD. Uh, you know, ever since hiring Jay Ladner uh, and, and stuff like that. You know, and then there was the project of getting the, uh, uh, replacing the turf at Pete Taylor Park. Uh, you know, he has bigger things ahead of him. Uh, but so far, it's so good for Jeremy McClain at Southern Miss. Both of you guys, I think you'll find this interesting. I was talking to some buddies of mine who are, are, are in Nebraska and are big Nebraska followers, which, of course, is where Doc Sadler is now. He's an assistant coach at Nebraska. And these guys are some, some big money guys with Nebraska. And they said that, you know, in private settings, Doc Sadler had, had said that in retrospect, uh, that Jeremy McLean absolutely got the right guy for the Southern Miss job, and that Doc went on to say that it was a job that really required somebody to be out in the community, shaking hands, kissing babies, etc. And and Doc confided, you know, he said, "Look, I'm I'm just not that guy. That's just not my personality to be out in the public like that." So it just it just he absolutely got the right guy with Jay Ladner, and I think to a degree, Patrick, and I'll get your reaction to this, that Jeremy McClain is the same. I think he has been more accessible than any other athletic director that I have been around at Southern Miss, at least so far, and there's no reason to expect that that will change any. Yeah, Bill McGillis was accessible for on certain levels. Uh, uh, media-wise, he wasn't always that available. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just think Jeremy McClain hit the marks across the board. And I think Jay Ladner was a solid hire, a good hire, and and obviously he's just early in his tenure. That you know he'll be judged by wins and losses at a later date. But in terms of coming in, and being able to kind of interact with the fan base and really get people engaged, uh, they weren't going to you know weren't buying season tickets. Uh, they were able to sell more season tickets. I think it was sixty percent more uh, this year. So yeah, I think getting Jay Ladner uh, was was a good decision. Uh, but wins and losses this season is going to be kind of up and down, a little bumpy, some signs of progress. But uh, in terms of wins and losses, Jay Ladner will be uh, judged down the line in two or three uh, seasons down the road. But I think McLean, uh, I, it, it was really tough to hire anybody but Jay Ladner in that position. All right, let's, let's look forward now to the January 4th Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth where the Golden Eagles will take on the Tulane Green Wave. Patrick, from a personnel standpoint for Southern Miss, who's in, who's out, who's going to play, who's not going to play, what's going on? Uh, really, I don't have a great answer for you on that. We're, it's been one of those things. I mean, Quez Watkins was out there practicing. Uh, Jalen Adams, he's not been available. He's not. Jalen Adams won't be playing. Uh, I know that much. Uh, he, he's uh, Jay Hobson described it as an injury that he's dealing with and will not play in the game. Uh, other than that, it's really kind of waiting and seeing. I, 
I'm assuming that Rakeem Booth's season is done, but I, I can't say with absolute certainty on that. Uh, other than that, it's kind of we really won't know. Jay's not somebody that's going to really just kind of lay it all out there. Uh, other than him, him acknowledging that Jalen Adams won't play, uh, we'll just we'll just really have to wait until uh, date uh, game day to see who's out there on the field or who makes the trip. Have you been surprised at all at uh, Conference USA and in, in, in bowl play so far? That really conference wide and. Again, we don't want to beat that dead horse, but they've they've kind of laid an egg as a conference uh, generally. Yeah, well, generally, yeah. I mean, generally, Conference USA is good in bowl season. They've been, you know, I, I don't think it's been laid an egg. I think these games have kind of gone the way uh, most of us would expect. There for a minute, you thought UAB might be able to kind of pull that one out, and then Appalachian State came back and really just asserted itself. Uh, FAU really putting on SMU was obviously the most impressive moment. Uh, so far for the conference. But otherwise, I think the games have, have shaked out about how I would expect. Uh, nobody's really overachieving at this point. They've just played really tough competition like UCF, uh, teams like that. So I, I kind of put put it up to really the teams have just really kind of been underdogs in a lot of these games and have come up short. And what about the hire of Willie Taggart at Florida Atlantic? How do you think that'll turn out? Yeah, I, I think it makes sense in a lot of ways. Uh, he's well-connected down there, even you know more so than, say, Elaine Kiffin. Uh, he's really rooted in the state of Florida, and he's going to be able to recruit there and get players in. I, I think he, I think that's a job where Willie Taggart's a good fit. He obviously he turned out to be a bad fit at Florida State, but at Florida Atlantic, I think it may work out. Patrick, a couple more questions. You got about a minute left. Uh, thoughts about uh, the basketball team? Are they where they need to be? Are they playing with some confidence? Uh, because you get La Tech, you know, you can either start off uh, 0-2, 2-0, or 1-1. What's the best-case scenario, or realistic, I should say, scenario to start basketball season? Well, I, I think the best-case scenario, is, you know, those first two games is Louisiana Tech is winning one of those, but that's a really tall ask anyway. Louisiana Tech's a good basketball team. Uh, they beat Mississippi State early, earlier this season, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I know they beat somebody. I think it was State. But I, I think the Southern Miss basketball team is playing well right now. And obviously they were going up against a team like Tougaloo, but Ladavis Train really shot it well there. Uh, they play well against you know Texas Tech. I think now that they got really Ladavis Train going at this point, it gives Southern Miss a chance to be competitive in Conference USA and, and maybe you know get to a point to where they can be a 500 team in conference. It remains to be seen, but I, I think things are headed in the right direction. Well, that sounds great, man. Patrick, uh, as, a, as a year comes to an end, thank you so much for your contributions uh, to the Eagle Hour. Next time we talk to you, it'll be 2020. Appreciate it, man. Happy New Year to you. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Patrick McGee from the Bluxy Sun-Herald. Kelly Sander and I continue uh, to bring you the Eagle Hour right after this on Super Talk Mississippi. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. December 26th, yes, the day after Christmas. You no longer have to watch the Christmas story. 24 hours. And if you're going back to the stores to exchange things that you hated, didn't fit, what have you, might you might want to wait a week or so, you know, until the crowds thin out just a little bit. 
That's that message from your local Hattiesburg Grinch. <laughs> well said, Kelly. Yes, well yeah. said. Dude. The Eagle Hour continues. This segment brought to you by Fourth Street Bar and Grill, which was actually open on Christmas night and packed. I might add, for people wanting to get away from those insane relatives that you're afraid to admit that you don't like. <laughs> there were plenty of people at 4th Street last night, and of course they have their daily uh, lunch specials, and they're right, right in the shadow of M.M. Roberts Stadium, right across the 4th Street Bridge, there by Highway 49, where Golden Eagle fans like to hang out and get up to date and check out all that Southern Miss memorabilia. 4th Street Bar and Grill, we thank them for their support. New Year's Eve is the next big social event of the year, actually, as we turn the calendar over to 2020, and Kids Hub is doing a big fundraiser in the Hattiesburg area celebrating New Year's Eve. And here to tell us all about it is Melissa Socher and Jamie Jimenez, who are the co out of the co-directors, co-organizers, I guess, of this event. So, um, and anybody that is anybody is going to be there. Which means you're supposed to be there. Those of you listening are supposed to be there. Let's start with uh, let's start with you, Melissa. Tell us first of all what Kids Hub is and what the money will be used for and what they do. Sure. So Tuesday night, New Year's Eve celebration at the Bottling Company, seven thirty to twelve thirty. It is to benefit Kids Hub, and I'll let Jamie um, tell us a little bit about Kids Hub. So Kids Hub is an organization that was set up about five years ago in Hattiesburg, and they work at the request of local law enforcement and Child Protective Services, and they provide an array of services to children that are involved with allegations of child abuse, neglect, or witnesses to violent crimes. To date, they've served about 1,700 children in the Pine Belt area. And, and you would think that with all the great work that they do, that there'd just be all this money coming in from government sources, but that's, that's not the case. I mean, they, part of the, their United Way contributions, too, is they have to raise money themselves. So that's kind of what this is all about on New Year's Eve. That's correct. So we're working with Kids Hub, and they, they do a lot of fundraisers throughout the year, but Melissa and I really wanted to work with them to do a very large-scale fundraiser. And as you said, um, anybody who's anybody is going to be there, and we've worked very hard to promote this event. That's why we're here today. And Kids Hub really relies on donations from everyone to be able to do the wonderful work that they do. And, and it, this will be a shameless plug, but deservedly, there are a lot of corporate sponsors who are behind this cause. Can we plug them and let everybody know about these great companies that have come forth with money sure. to help with this? So in the beginning, we're so thankful for our premier sponsors, which are Dr. and Mizra's, Jaime Jimenez, Keith Superstores, Marathon Oil, and The First Bank. The First Bank. And, and of course, there's always room for more, but this is kind of the first time this type of event is going to take place. So 730 to 1230, New Year's Eve, actually going into the new year by a half an hour. What can people expect? First of all, be dressed up. It's going to be a nice <laughs> night, right? Right. You'll see a little bit of everything when it comes to attire, um, you know, cocktail dresses, party party dresses, and long formals. A lot of people don't get the chance to get dressed up often, so they go all out. Um when you enter, we'll have jazz musicians, a saxophone player, um, 
William Carey Orchestra mm -hmm. um, Jazz Band will be there. And then the, the live music um, later on in the evening will be Maidwood Street Band, which is Wayne Dawson and his group. A lot of things going on, a lot of surprises. Um, we'll do some giveaways throughout the evening. And it will be a wonderful, fun event, um, which will tail end with a beautiful fireworks show downtown. Um, Send Off will be from two different locations downtown it will be massive you'll be able to see it from pedal and most of hattiesburg and so you don't have to worry about the weather right i mean a lot of people and and some rain and mist and stuff i think is, is expected for new year's eve you don't want to be outside and take that chance be inside where where it's all taking place how do people um get tickets and is it like heavy hors d'oeuvres is it, is it is kind of tell us what's going on there so you can get tickets. Um, you can check our Facebook page. We're posting daily. It's Hub City New Year's Eve Celebration. We also have the event posted on the page. It's Hub City New Year's Eve Celebration is the event. And tickets are through Eventbrite. Um, there's also posts, like I said, daily on the Facebook page. And what other information would you like to know? We would love to tell you. Well, so there'll be, is it open, open bar, cash bar? Cash bar. Cash, cash bar, bar. Heavy hors d'oeuvres. Heavy hors d'oeuvres. You know, think, party favors at midnight. Party oh. favors at midnight. Father Tommy Conway is going to kick off the event. So that's always fun. Everybody loves to hear him. And Kelly, I think you'll also be there as well. I will be. And actually, our, our Sandman Live uh, Facebook page will be webcasting, you know, kind of like Dick Clark, the late Dick Clark, used to have his show live from Times Square. Well, we're going to be webcasting live from this event at the Bottling Company in Hattiesburg. And I know there might be some people going, wait a minute, what does this have to do with Southern Miss and sports? <laughs> Nothing necessarily, but it is a great event. And a lot of people that are putting this on are big Southern Miss supporters. You know, So we, we certainly want to be able to get behind uh, this effort on, on New Year's Eve. So, um, and if you're planning, and I know there's some, maybe some of the different hotels and things too are, are working with you guys. And if people imbibe a little bit too much or whatever, I'm sure you guys are taking precautions there as well. Right. So on the ticket site, there's also an option for transportation. We're using Grove Transit, $10. They have not only... Um, agreed to do a pickup drop-off location, but they want to take you home. They want to pick you up from your home. You can't go wrong. You know, that, that's amazing. So we thank Dan at Grove Transit for that option for our guests. Yeah, and the employees of Grove Transit who obviously have to work, right? you know, that <laughs> night. So it, uh, and, and Hub, the Kids Hub, if you're, if you're not familiar with it, you should pull up their Facebook page as well and get to learn about some of the great work. And Unfortunately, Kids Hub is necessary. We wish it wasn't. Uh, but when you look at the really um, astounding number of kids that are even in that situation, um, it gives you pause, you know, to think a little bit about, about where we are. But, but they're doing some great work. And again, for more information, you can uh, pull up their web page on, on Facebook. Right. And which one is, what, what is it now? How, how can we find it again, Jamie? Hub City New Year's Eve Celebration. We also have a website that is www.hubcitynyecelebration.com, and tickets are available through Eventbrite. And you don't have to necessarily have a date to go. Just come hang out. You That's know? right. A lot of people, I mean. We're a fun crew. I won't have one. 
That's okay. <laughs> Melissa and I'll be nice to you. Okay, you'll be nice you to might me. Have really nice to you. I never know. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Just somebody being nice. So, well, you guys, uh, thank you again. And you can everything you can do online. You can uh, purchase your tickets online, and then is it show your tickets at the door on your phone or? Through Eventbrite, they pull it up on their phone. Kind right. of like you can print out your tickets through Eventbrite, or you can definitely just show us the snapshot on your phone. All the tickets are numbered. So. Okay, and again, the, all the proceeds going to help uh, Kids Hub, and you'll be you'll be learning more about Kids Hub because they're doing some great work, and and they have to continue to fundraise to help all these kids. So continued success. Thanks, Melissa, for being here. Happy New Year. Thank you, Kelly, and ja- thank you, Super Talk. Yeah, and Jamie, look forward to working with you guys, and thanks thank for everything you. you do. Thank you so much. Okay, so Luke, what are you doing New Year's Eve? What are, what are you and uh, Lauren doing? I'm probably going to go deer hunting that afternoon, but most of the time we just we we'll chill. We'll go get some fireworks. Um, I, I know a guy. Can I say that? Sure. And uh, he hooks me up on some fireworks. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll shoot some fireworks around the house. Uh, probably grill some. But New Year's Day, my mother forever has been one of those uh, black-eyed peas and cabbage. Mm-hmm. I have never eaten the cabbage. I'm just not a big cabbage dude, but I always try to eat my, my black-eyed peas um, for sure. So so you're going to be like, uh, are you the VVIP for for this uh, fundraiser on New Year's Eve? What, what is the, Milton, what is the, what is a VVIP? Is that very, so, very important uh, person? I, 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 yeah, it is because oh. and it's funny. In, in India, they have like 5 million VIPs. And uh, uh, so I've always distinguished the cream of the crop to the VVIP. But, Kelly, you might even be worthy of a, a, a triple V. You might be a VVVIP. I just wanted to make sure, uh, do, do I need to come down there and, and be your security, um, put an Apple Watch on my hand, try to talk to my watch, walk yeah, around in, yeah, and in have a the little, suit? Yeah, and have little earplugs in like you're, you know. Like you're one of my henchmen, but actually they were, I'm delighted to do it. I was honored to be asked, but, um, a lot of you may or may not know that I'm, that I myself am a foster parent and I have a 13 year old uh, foster son, uh, living in my home. So I have seen firsthand, you know, the good work that, that people do. And it's always when you get to see it up close and personal, you wouldn't hesitate to, I mean, you're going to have a good time anyway. You know, some might as well have a good time with people that, you know, care about and love. You don't have to worry about transportation. Grove Transit's going to take care of all that. Um, and if you don't let Grove Transit take care of it, then Hattiesburg Police will take care of it for you. But I don't think you'd like their accommodations. I don't think you'd like it. Um, so there's really no reason not to come out and celebrate uh, the new year in style. Uh, 7.30 at night is when it starts New Year's Eve and will end 12.30 on New Year's morning. At the Bottling Company, all to help uh, Kids Hub. That music means we're up against a commercial break. Luke Johnson and I will continue from our studios as the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. I just wanted to ask you something. Here, hold on. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, buddy. Did you hear about what happened at Mississippi State for the in bowl practice? No. So apparently Willie Gay hit somebody laid out of bounds. Garrett Schrader, who's starting quarterback, uh-huh. 
got on to him, and uh, they got in a fight. And then Willie Gay, like, sucker punched Schrader. He's out for the game. Mm. He has, like, or- orbital bone damage. Nice. Won't Boy. have to uh, boys will have be surgery. Boys. So, yeah. All right. Um, come back. I'm going to uh, mention the Ray guy got named to the All-American 150. Uh, and then uh, a couple bowl games. And we'll talk about a little more about Hemp Cook. Okay. Didn't isn't Chuck Cook his son? <coughs> yep. And Chuck went to Southern Miss. Yep. Here we go. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Fourth segment, of the Eagle Hour, brought to us every day by Toyota of Hattiesburg. Still time for uh, the end of the year to go get uh, the vehicle of your dreams, and you know you don't have to buy everything on Christmas. You don't have to do that. Toyota Hattiesburg there uh, for you. With all kinds of good selection, you you know you, you talked about last week, Kelly, about how uh, anybody that works on a Toyota is kind of like the Maytag repairman because those things are built well and they last well. Yeah, about the only, only about the only thing you need to do is change the oil every once in a while, and and you know businesses this time of year as they look at their as they look at their tax sheet, you know, and they might be into trouble with taxes. I mean, now is the time, you know, if you've got company cars. And stuff to swap them in, swap them out, you know, get the tax credit for this year. Mm-hmm. And all the guys at uh, Toyota of Hattiesburg can, can help you, you know, as far as that goes. As the big billboard says right next to the lot, the phone number is 601-544-9630. That's 544-9630. couple of uh, college football games going on today. One involving Conference USA, Louisiana Tech, about to take on the Miami Hurricanes at 3 p.m. in the Walk-On's Independence Bowl. Golden Eagles aware of that game and a little warmer this year out in Shreveport than it was in 17 when the Eagles played. That game comes on at 3 p.m. and it's on ESPN. Another game tonight, Pittsburgh at Eastern Michigan in the Quick Lane Bowl out uh, in Detroit, Michigan at Ford Field. That game also on ESPN. Well, ESPN has named their all-time All-American uh, team to celebrate the 150 years of college football, and there is a Golden Eagle uh, on the list. Ray Guy is the first team uh, punter, uh, and also one more Mississippi guy. Jerry Rice is a first-team wide receiver, obviously out of Mississippi Valley State. I was looking through the list, Kelly. It's about really all the state of Mississippi has. I'm probably overlooking uh, a couple people. Uh, first team offense at quarterback Roger Staubach. Out of Navy, the Naval Academy, longtime star with the Dallas Cowboys back in their glory years with Tom Landry as head coach. Jim Brown, Herschel Walker at running back, Larry Fitzgerald, Jerry Rice at wide receiver, Mike Ditka from Pitt at tight end, uh, Bernardic, Chuck Bernardic from the University of Pennsylvania at center, Orlando Pace. At tackle, Jim Parker and John Hanna at guard. Um, a couple of interesting ones. Peyton Manning's second-team offense, which you can make a case for that, although he, he didn't win a Heisman. Bo Jackson is your running back with Archie Griffin. Randy Moss and Blitnikoff at wide receiver. Keith Jackson at Oklahoma. Basically, everybody that has an award named after them is on this list. Dave Remington, the center award, obviously, from Nebraska. But cool to see uh, Ray Guy still the best uh, that ever was at the punting position. And, and Ray is one of those guys, too, Luke, that um, that his talent carried over to the NFL. As as you were reading some of those names, I was thinking of of some of those guys that they most all of them played in the NFL, but not a lot of them really found much success. 
You know, I mean, you mentioned in particular uh, Archie Griffin, you know, who twice won the Heisman Trophy, but really didn't have much success in the National Football League. But Ray Guy was one of those guys that, that certainly did. You know, Jerry Rice, the Mississippi guys have fared well going from college to the pros. But I always find that's very, that very interesting how some guys can be such good college players and generally are, are good NFL players. But there's certainly plenty of stories out there where they were great college players but just didn't do much in the league. Ray Guy was in a, in a league all his own. And, and as we started the show, I want to remember, uh, again, Hemp Cook, uh, so integral with, with success at Southern Miss and then went on to the uh, New Orleans Saints. He's one of the main reasons that uh, Ray Guy ended up at Southern Miss, as Rick Cleveland told us earlier um, in our show. Uh, Mr. Cook passed away yesterday morning at the age of 86. Rick had in his in his uh, column, uh, Kelly, I thought this was uh, just hilarious. When Southern Miss upset uh, Archie Manning and the Ole Miss Rebels in 1970, Willie Heidelberg, who was the first African-American football player at the University of Southern Mississippi, Hemp Cook recruited him to Southern Miss. Uh, Willie ran for two touchdowns that day, and they were both on this reverse play. So at that time, Coach Underwood would put all of the, the, the big guys athletically. If you were athletic and you're big, you went to the defensive line. So Hamp said he was always, you know, dealing with the second or third, uh, team literally for his first team offensive line. So he said, uh, after Willie, uh, scored both those touchdowns, said he couldn't wait to get back. Uh, to the film room to watch how well his guys had blocked. And he said when he got back there, he said, well, none of them blocked anybody. Willie just out-juked them all. <laughs> that shows you, I guess, <laughs> Hamp. Good story. I guess Hamp knew what he was doing when he recruited uh, Willie Heidelberg. Those were probably back in the days, too, Luke, when the players actually lived under the stadium, didn't they, on what is now the west side of the stadium? Didn't there used to be a dorm underneath there, or was it the yeah, east they, side? Yeah, they converted it. They, no, it's on the west side. They okay. converted it when I was there. It was our uh, athletic place. But, yeah, it was actually when, when they lived uh, you know, in, in the rock itself. I would love to, and I'm sure there's probably some in the McCain Library on campus at Southern Miss. I would love to see some pictures of those dorm rooms as they existed underneath the west side uh, grandstands. I don't think I, I've seen a lot of pictures over the years, but I don't think I've seen one of those, you know, what it looked like. I've, you know? I've seen a few of them. It, it's just pretty unique. Not only um, you know did they help in the initial construction of it, but they actually lived there too. That's just the uh, the historic aspect of when you watch a game in MM Roberts Stadium. Well, that's going to be all for us on the Eagle Hour today. We'll uh, line it back up and do it again tomorrow um, at one o'clock. Uh, talk to Tulane Radio uh, Voice tomorrow. Get a little preview before we hit game week. Hope you uh, had a Merry Christmas and enjoy today like it was yesterday, and, and we'll catch you back tomorrow. Same time for Adulted Stanford and Kelly Center. I'm Luke Johnson. We'll catch you tomorrow. And as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.